make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema on this great Wednesday evening. We took it back just a notch for an hour, but that's okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you're ready for the Christmas holiday. I can't wait. I'm broke already with these kids, you know, but hey, we got to do what we have to do to make sure they're happy. Anyway, we have on an American painter by the name of Chip Seven that lives in Bangkok now, does a lot of graffiti, a lot of art shows, a lot of good stuff, work with some high-end Nike, Smirnoff, Marriott, Red Bull, just to name a few. So without further ado, let's see what Chip Seven is all about. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for taking the time out to come on. Let's sit and talk with you to share your journey with us. So, Chip, for the ones that may not know you, give us a little history. Tell us about yourself. Uh, my name is Chip Seven. I'm originally from a graffiti background. Um, I started graffiti in 1994 when I was doing stickers. And then I would say around 1997, 1998, I started getting involved with doing art shows. And then I've also been doing art shows. So I do inside work, outside work. Um, and I also do a lot of like audio and visual stuff. So I'm a mixed media artist from a graffiti background. Wow. Now, when you say graffiti background, are you saying like your family was into it? Um, elaborate on that a little more when you say graffiti background. Well, that's really how I got really serious about doing artwork. I always liked drawing when I was a kid, but graffiti was what um, gave me kind of a laser focus and made me really want to um, take my art full time and do it like um as a living, you know, um, and that's where I started from. That's where I first got some recognition. And then from that, I was asked to be in some art shows or people wanted to collect my work. And then from that, I, I started getting into doing like more commercial work, but I still also paint outdoors also. Wow. Yeah. So, so from some of the pieces that I've seen, how long does it actually take you to do <laughs> Like one of your most extravagant pieces, how long does something like that take you to complete? Well, it could take anywhere from like, uh, like the bigger pieces could take like um, a few weeks or a month even to do. Um, sometimes when I do commercial work, I have a, a team of people helping me paint just because just to get it done faster. But um, yeah, things can take anywhere from a few minutes to a month to do depending on the size and the scale yeah and because this is your passion i'm assuming that's where your patience come from you know you're wanting to get done <laughs> that's your goal of course because this is what you do but my goodness because i know like for the outside pieces 
weather definitely plays a part. I'm assuming. Absolutely. So you find yourself getting aggravated, you know, if, if the weather is just not on your side. You, how do you get through those tough times when you can't complete your pieces because of Mother Nature? Well, recently, because I'm, you know, coming from staying in Thailand, which is a tropical climate, I was painting in New York. And when the sun was going down, I was like, oh, wow, I can really, it's it's, it's getting cold, you know what I mean? And it's, I've been blessed that this trip has been pretty warm weather. It hasn't really been that cold, but sometimes weather is definitely a factor, like rain. A lot of times rain is a big factor. So you just, you know, yeah, you just got to stay patient. And then if the weather doesn't permit, you come back and do it another day. I've even had stuff where I had to do that was at events where it was raining and we just put like uh, one of those kind of um, umbrellas like that people have to sit under and we blocked the rain and I just finished painting to get the, to get it done in front of the event. Because sometimes at a, like a live event, you're, you only have about uh, 45 minutes to paint. Yeah. So when you do your live events, I know they're mm -hmm. coming there to watch you do your work. Is that like intense for you or are you kind of used to it? It's like they're not there. You're just doing what you love. I'm pretty used to it now, I think. Um, and I'm pretty good with, um, uh, yeah, being able to um, talk with people and stop and work sporadically and that kind of thing. I'm kind of a talkative person anyway, so I'm used to kind of doing that. In, in graffiti, we do that a lot, too. We'll be painting and then all talking with each other while we're painting. So kind of used to doing both of those things at once, socializing and painting. So, yeah. Like when you first started out, where did you get your ideas from? Like as far as images or, or you know, your blueprints that you draw, where did all these ideas come from or the, the paintings that you decided you wanted to paint? Um, when I first started, I was inspired a lot by comic books, and um, I would say my biggest influences because when I was when I was a kid, I was into comic books, and then when I got into being te a teenager, I got really into hip hop and underground hip hop. So um, we would take the train to New York from Jersey, or we would go to Newark or these other areas of Jersey, because in New Jersey, the whole kind of the graffiti scene started in Newark in um, the 80s so we would go there to paint and um it was kind of a mix between those ideas and then i started coming up with my own characters and then i started doing my own characters again and again like um certain reoccurring characters that i do okay how did how did uh like the nike the smirnoff marriott how do they end up contacting you? Is it just, of course, I know your work speaks value. So I know, oh, thank you know you. word of mouth and all that. I know that plays a major part. But how did they end up contacting you? How, how did that come about? Um, well, with a lot of the, the kind of jobs I get, it, it's contacted through um, like a advertising company. They'll contact me through, through the brand. Mm -hmm. And that's how it will work out. Um, with Aloft in Bangkok, the... Um, I think the owner had actually liked my work and then we had got in contact directly and then I dealt with them directly through that. So it's interesting. Sometimes it's recommendations, sometimes it's through a, a company and then sometimes maybe someone knows, you know, someone else and they can then connect you for a project. It's It's been really interesting because I've done all types of different projects from music videos to live painting to toy design it's it hasn't been one specific thing it's varied like um month to month which has been really exciting for me 
you know, as an artist. So from first starting out, not knowing where you were going to end up, of course, because we don't know our future, didn't know if you were going to be, you know, as successful as you are in the industry of graffiti. How did it feel when you first, let's say, had that big break or was first recognized by a, a company that you felt was like, oh, man, you know, like I'm going to be working with this person or I'm going to be painting for this person. How did that feel for you? I mean, it always feels great. It is, it's always nice to be acknowledged and it's always nice to be able to make a living for what I love doing. Um, but I also feel that it's always just a constant um, grind as an artist. And it doesn't mean in a bad way. It means in a good way because I love what I do. I have a, quite a passion for what I would do, what I do, and I would do it regardless if I was doing it for a living or if I was just doing it as a hobby. But I think, you know, it's it's one of those things where it is good to feel like accomplished with things when you get to do jobs, but then it's, you're also constantly looking for what's the next project? What's the next thing I can do? What's the next thing to keep me occupied? But um, it definitely feels nice to get to work with brands that I, that I looked up to when I was a kid or, you know, get to work with artists that I look up to. So it's, it's, uh, it's a blessing every day without a doubt. Absolutely. Do you feel like art is something that can be taught? I mean, I know you have art classes, you know, and things, but can someone actually teach you to, to draw or to do the graffiti? Or do you feel that's something you're actually born with? I think absolutely it can be taught, just like other things can be taught, too. Mm -hmm. With my stuff, it was a lot of um, trial and error. I When I was first doing graffiti, I really wanted to have my own unique look and what I was doing. So I would do stuff where it was like... I didn't care if it maybe didn't look nice. I was going for like kind of just trying to find my own voice and do something unique. But there's techniques in art and graffiti that could without a doubt be taught. You know, I always have people say that to me, why well, they can't draw a straight line or they can't do this. But with repetition, with with everything, you can teach yourself how to do it. And the thing is about art that I think is the greatest thing is just the therapy it gives us. You know what I mean? Like people who enjoy doing art, you're getting just like you're you're just getting in tune with that kind of like you know that natural bliss that you what you want to find it's almost like for me it's almost like a meditative state when i do the abstract paintings and stuff like that i could just get into in a zone and i could do it i mean sometimes i'll work 18 hours in a row and i just stop to eat or something but i didn't really even notice it because i love i love what i what i'm doing so i yeah, what I love, what I'm doing. So I think the main thing is like for people just to be able to concentrate on whatever they want to start drawing, doing something. You got to at least concentrate on it first, and you got to you got to stay focused with it. And then who knows what kind of path you'll discover, like or what type of style you can unlock. You know, that's the way I look at it for sure. Right. So, so when you're hired on for a job, are they more so saying, "Hey, chill." design us something surrounding this or do they already kind of know what they want and you just have to mimic it or you come up with your own well normally with with um projects that i've done they kind of maybe they they're familiar with my work and i've been really blessed with the stuff that i got to do it's very much looks like my work it isn't really mimic mimicking someone else but it of course you do have to do design elements and go back and forth with them or what what the project's going to be um 
So it really, it really depends on the project. There's been times where I was, uh, you know, where I was an art director, where I'm picking all everything. And there's other times I'm working with somebody who's an art director. I might be working with somebody who's a director of photography, and then I have to be working with him to try to get to whatever the goal is of the project. So it really varies on each thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I do have a question, and of course, you you can an- choose the answer. Or you <laughs> but um, you know, as growing up, you know, knowing yeah. this is something you wanted to do, have you ever got mm-hmm. in trouble? Or maybe it's just me. I watch too many movies. But have you ever got in trouble for graffiti work, like doing it somewhere you should have really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I got in trouble like in um, 1998. Actually, it's when I first started doing my character, which is mm-hmm. I have a character which is like the eyeball kid character it's like an eyeball robot and it shows up in almost all my work it's hidden somewhere sometimes it's in the front sometimes it's in the back but i um in 1998 i had gotten in trouble for um for spray painting a lot in new jersey and um so around that time period that's when i started doing this character instead because i felt like i couldn't do my name anymore because i I was already in trouble so it's interesting yeah i have i have in the past gotten in trouble for it but that was like um a a little a little while ago but still it's like that's how i started first doing my character and i think that's part of i think it's a big part of graffiti that element of it you know it doesn't have to be but it for me for the 90s like the generation i grew up in it's like we were very much into like the underground you know the whole you know and that's the ultimate the underground is it being illegal and you sneaking out at night and doing it when you didn't have permission so you know yeah i've gotten into, I've gotten into trouble before before the, uh, <laughs> is it like an adrenaline rush for you yeah for sure for sure it's an adrenaline rush you know it's in the in the 90s when when you know when we weren't we didn't all have our phones it's like if you people had phones but we weren't in social media all the time like we are now and that time period if you painted stuff everyone would see it like where i'm from in new jersey you have to drive everywhere so if we would paint the highway we paint the train tracks we paint so when you paint this stuff you everyone would see it in that time period and it's interesting because even i took the train um to come back to jersey for the holidays and i saw one of my old pieces from 1997 still on the train track so to see something 25 years later it's like it yeah i i was i was pretty excited about it to see it was still there that i that i still got respect like that yeah So you mentioned that you put your your brand, your design, the hidden, um, you say robot or? Yeah, the eyeball kid. Yeah, it's like a robot droid kind of character. Yeah. So do you put that in every painting, even for like your your, your hired work? Is it hidden in every painting you do? It's in almost everything, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's in the signature, sometimes it's in a little piece of the circuitry, but it's pretty much in almost everything I do. So so um, now it's, because it, now it's been about almost 25 years of doing that character, so it's yeah. interesting to see. It's it's changed forms over over the years, you know. I and love it, it. That, that's, that's major, that's cool, that's exciting. So do Thanks. you feel like, because I feel like everything happens for a reason, so now it goes to, like you said, you couldn't do your name anymore, so you came up with a character. Do you think if you've never gotten in trouble behind your work, would you have come up with a character anyway? Was that the ultimate goal? Or you were like, hey, because of this, let me do this. 
It definitely helped. There was a period of time I remember I just wanted to do characters, and a f really good friend of mine, uh, Rhyme, who's a really like one of the best graffiti writers in the world, he told me he's like, you know, um, graffiti's about letters. So you have to, if you want to do characters, you can do your characters, but you still have to do letters too, because this s style of of graffiti is is based from letters so i'm i'm glad i was able to do i was able to do both you know but it is interesting to see how you know like life takes us on these journeys where we don't know what the destination is going to be it's just like enjoying the moment of it i guess while it's going on Right. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't want to hold you too long. I wish we actually had some of your paintings and you know that we could show. Um, I don't know if you know if we have anything. Let's see here. I wish we had some. Alan, I should have told Alan that. I didn't <laughs> some of your, you know, your footage. Yeah. Um, somebody said something in the comments. Let's see. Oh, they say good morning. Okay. Oh, good morning. Hello. Good morning. I appreciate it. Um, Keon said, is there a current art piece that we can see? <laughs> Me and Keon was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. If, have to, if, have to share some of his work on the um on the page on Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I was looking, I'm like, wow. That is very, very impressive. Um, do you have any social media handles or anything where, where some of your work is displayed that they can go to and check it out? Yes, my uh, social media on Instagram is um, chip, C-H-I-P-7, land, L-A-N-D. So chip7land. Um, I'm also chip7land on Twitter. Um, and then I also have my website, which is www chip seven art a r t the number seven uh dot com so all three of those places you can find my stuff love it love it love it you're amazing like I oh thank you special, you know someone to have the patience you know the off and all that good stuff to to actually do what you do it, it takes a certain eye because i am not a visual person um i just can't do it um alan said do you own your own nft yeah, I have some. I actually recently got into doing NFTs. Um, so I own a couple of other artists. And then I have my own two that I've put out if, on my Instagram. If you look um, in the link, there's a click to the OpenSea. And you can see on my Instagram at uh, Chip7Land, the OpenSea link, and you can check out the new NFTs that I have. Actually, the next NFT I'm going to do is going to be about the eyeball kit, the character we were talking about. So talking about. Okay. that's in the works right now. Yeah. Yeah. Go chill. Go chill. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, we're definitely going to have to share, you know, some pieces on on Let's Sip and Talk page and everything because, again, it's like, it's breathtaking to look at your work. I was amazed. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Exciting, you know, just to know somebody actually just put in that work and take the time to do it and actually love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, gotta love it for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Alright, Chip, I don't want to hold you too long. Um, okay. I know you have things to do. Look, I know you probably got a brainstorm, do some dotting or some blueprints or something. <laughs> thing. So I appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so much.
Um, and you're back in the States for, for a little while, you're vacationing, but you're also working while you're here too, right? Yes, I have an art show next week. It's on um, Tuesday, the December 28th at Orchard Street Paint Supply in the Lower East Side. So I'm getting prepared to do that show. And then um, that should be fun because I'm going to be releasing. Uh, I've been working on like a, uh, kind of a comic book based on kind of autobiographical comic book. And then I'm, I'm going to release that, have a bunch of new paintings and then... Um, yeah, it should be it should be fun. Um, the show is called uh, Seven Years Away in BKK. So because it it had been seven years since I've been back in the United States, so it's a retrospective of some of that work. Now, uh, look, I know. Look, I was saying I'll end it. As you see, I talk a lot too. But what took you to uh, to um, Bangkok? Like, how'd you end up? Oh, okay. How I ended up in Bangkok is I'm I'm actually half Thai, so I had gone back to Thailand like in 1995 when I graduated high school and then I had gone there in 2004 and I'd always wanted to go and live there and um, I moved there about 10 years ago and when I got there I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do I was doing art in the United States but you know living in Asia I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do that there or not but then I got over there and then I've been yeah I've been there 10 years now been been there 10 years been been doing um all all my art stuff and things have been pretty good that's but that's how i ended up moving off there and i see that keon said this guy is something like a legend oh, oh thank you keon <laughs> i appreciate that um is that mariah mirage i hope i'm saying that correct um she says that vark tech of Vark type yeah, yeah, I got the little uh, the little headset might go in case in case there's some other noises in in in, in the apartment that I. <laughs> I love it! I love it! I love it! Thank you so much again. I can't say yeah. thank you enough. You know, as you can see, just from the viewers, you know, it's like wow. So I'm clearly Keon already went on your page and checked you out. So your works speak volumes. So thank I, you so I'm much. I met you. Um, I'm honored that you came on the show. This means a lot to let's sit and talk with Freeman. I really appreciate it, Chip. Uh, we definitely have to, you know, keep in contact and see what's up next. Next, Hopefully, I'll be able to come out to one of your live shows. I know it probably won't be no time soon, but sometime in the future. Hopefully I'll oh, that would be great. That would be great, yeah. Awesome, 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 awesome. Is there anything, um, Chip, that you'd like to share with us that we did not discuss tonight? Yeah, I would just like to say, um, you know, like I had been away from America for seven years and the, I had come back twice in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been back that often. And this time, this trip, I spent a lot of time with family. And um, I really realized that it's, you know, it's the most important thing where before, you know, a lot of times on my trips, I was just really busy running around, going out, doing all that kind of stuff where this trip, even though I got to work too, I spent a lot of time with family and a lot of time just uh, catching up with people. And I think, I think that's the most important thing during the holiday season. We remember that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a must, you know, sometimes you have to take a step back and, and, and love on each other a little bit. So For sure. For sure. Um, Keon said, if a person can support themselves financially through art, they are legends. Oh, well, thank you. 
you, Keon. That's <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And, and Chip, some the last question, I promise you. Um, I asked all my guests, you know, for the little Chip Sevens out there who, you know, they probably want to do be, you know, great at graffiti or artwork and, and they're probably nervous. So like you said, May can't do those straight lines right now. What encouraging words would you give them to let them know that they can do it? Or, or you know, what would you tell them? What kind of motivation would you give? I would say that you got to have a little bit of persistence to find your groove with anything. Anything new that you're going to try, odds are you're, you're not going to be good at it at first. And um, it's important just to be persistent and then you find your groove and then see where it takes you. Because a lot of times people quit before they can even find their voice, you know, or they might be trying to just, and there, you know, there's nothing wrong with learning the fundamentals or even being influenced by someone else. But I think it's important for artists to find their own voice because, you know, everyone is trying to make, do the same stuff. It's like, odds are your voice, if you do something different, it will stand out more than everybody who's trying to do all the same stuff. Right. Absolutely. Great advice. Great motivation. Oh, thanks. Chip, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you thank you. In, make sure you go to Chip's um, social media handles. And Chip, if you don't mind just giving us those one more time, please. My social media candles are Chip7Land, C-H-I-P, number 7, L-A-N-D, at I-G. Also, Chip7Land at Twitter, and www.chip7art.com is my website. Thank you so much. You guys, thanks for tuning in. And as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, peace and love. Happy Peace. Holidays. Happy holidays. Bye-bye.